Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. God gives us power to face opposition, even when it's like a thorn in the flesh. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. Before we get into today's lesson, I want to remind you that we have a webinar coming up three Monday nights in a row that you can register for. It's absolutely free. It'll be a live Zoom call where you can ask questions and everything. And it's on church government. What does the Bible say about government in the kingdom and government in the church? And anybody is welcome to attend, but you've got to register. It is free. Go to nrpastors.com. Now I want to go to 2 Corinthians 12 with you today. And I want to talk about Paul's thorn in the flesh. What was it and what it wasn't. And this is not only a lesson from the scripture, this is what I would call a hermeneutics lesson. In other words, hermeneutics is the science or the laws of interpretation, and this will help you interpreting scripture. So I'm going to read uh, verse 7 in 2 Corinthians 12. Because of the surpassing greatness of the revelation For this reason, to keep me from exalting myself, there was given me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from exalting myself. Now, the only thing we know about this thorn in the flesh, what it is, is said right here, that there was giving the Apostle Paul a thorn in the flesh. It doesn't say it was physical sickness. It doesn't say it was anything else. So we'll have to expand the context. In other words, what other things did he say that would get us to understand what this might be? Number one. Number two, why was it given to him? It was given to him to keep him from exalting himself. It doesn't say to keep him humble. It's not what it says. From exalting himself, expanding himself, In other words, I believe he's talking about his ministry growing. The third question we need to ask is, where did he get this revelation? Well, the first six verses of this chapter says that this revelation came by God. Verse 2 says, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body I do not know or out of the body I do not know, God knows, such a man was caught up in the third heaven And I know not how such a man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I know nothing but God knows, was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words, which a man is not permitted to speak. On behalf of such a man, I will boast, but not on my own behalf. For I do not wish to boast. I will not be foolish, for I will be speaking the truth. But I refrain from this so that no one will credit me with more than he sees in me or hears from me. What's he saying? He's saying that God caught him up and gave him an incredible revelation. That part is very clear. First six verses, there can be no debate on what the Apostle Paul is talking about. In the seventh verse, there can be no debate about where the opposition is coming from. Listen to what the messenger of Satan is. He is a thorn in the flesh. A thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan. Say it out loud with me. The thorn in the flesh was a messenger of Satan. So this poses a couple theological questions. Does God give you a great revelation and send the devil to silence you? I want you to think about that for a second. There are people that believe that, that actually teach that. Okay? But the Bible says, 
a house divided against itself will fall, okay? Jesus spoke that concerning the Holy Spirit. You know, there are people who say, well, you got to be careful what you ask for because you might get something else. Well, Jesus said, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. If you ask for bread, he doesn't give you a stone, okay? You've got to understand this. What good man would give his children a scorpion when he's asking for bread? So we know that's not the character of God. So what would this messenger of Satan do? He was a thorn in the flesh to obstruct the apostle Paul. Who sent the thorn in the flesh? A messenger of Satan, not God. Why would God give somebody a revelation, a calling, a ministry, and then send the devil to try to stop them? I want you to think about that. That that is irrational. Not only is it not hermeneutical and not scriptural, it's almost irrational. Yet that teaching is pervasive in the body of Christ. And and we even see, you know, he said, well, you know, Paul must have had some kind of eye disease because he said, you see what big letters I write to you with? And actually that would probably meant that he was emphasizing something just like you do when you send a text and you put it in all capitals. Not the, the, the apostle Paul was blind. There's nothing in the Bible that, that teaches us that, that he had this ugly disease where pus rolled from his eyes. Oh, I, I've heard people teach this in great description, except that it's not in the scripture. And that's why I'm saying this is a lesson in hermeneutics that we should look at the text and what does the text say? God would not give you a revelation and then try to oppress you from sharing that revelation. He was a messenger of Satan to keep him from exalting this self. And then he says, concerning this, I implored the Lord three times that it, notice it's an it, that it might leave me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. So here's another question for you then. He said, my grace is sufficient. I've heard people say, and God said no. God didn't say no. On the contrary, God said, I've already given you everything you need. Isn't that what grace is? Grace is not divine slack. Grace is divine power. So Paul is being oppressed by the enemy, and he's crying out to God, saying, God, I need some relief from this oppression. I think I know what that oppression was, and I think I can identify it to you from the scripture, right from a couple chapters around this. So just hang on here. So Paul's saying, I need deliverance, and 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 the Spirit of God is saying, I have put my grace in you, just like you've cried out to God and said, God, I I need deliverance from heartbreak. I I need deliverance from disappointment. I, I need deliverance from betrayal. Have you ever had any of those things? Paul had those things. And God said, you know what? My grace is sufficient for you. I'm going to give you the strength to get through this. You're going to be able to go into the face of this thorny bush, of this messenger of Satan, this thorn in the flesh, and my grace is going to carry you through. The same message, at least, he's given to me in my life. You know, all my opposition has not been removed, but God has given me power to face that opposition even when it's been prickly, even when it's irritated me, even when it's been like a thorn in the flesh to me. You know, that's what God said to to Moses about all the ites that were around them. He had to fight to get into the promised land. He said, they'd be like a thorn in your flesh. There'll be, there'll be resistance there. So grace is not a no. When God says, I'm giving you grace, that's a yes. That's I'm giving you power 
to get through this. And then he says, therefore, I will be content with my weakness, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions. Now stop right there. That's the thorn in the flesh, my friend. He's telling us what it is, not a disease. He says, therefore, I am well content with my weakness. I'm weak. I, I don't like being insulted. I don't like being distressed. And I don't like being persecuted. Anybody here like that? We could, you know, I don't think you do. Okay, I, I think there's actually something wrong with somebody that likes to be insulted, distressed, and persecuted. With difficulties, for Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. That was his conclusion. When God said to him, my grace is sufficient for you, the apostle Paul's conclusion was, when I am weak, then I am strong. In other words, he got the message. God's grace comes to me and feeds me when I am weak. And in that weakness, I become strong. And it's those attacks that show me how weak I am that make me depend on Christ's strength. There is nowhere in this text, honestly, that you can come to a rational conclusion that God sent the devil to silence Paul because God gave Paul such a wonderful message to preach. I want you to think about that. That, that, that. That's not consistent with Scripture. Now, if you go back just a couple chapters to 2 Corinthians 4, you know that passage where he says, the weapons of our warfare are, are not carnal, but they're mighty through God for the pulling down of what? Pulling down of vain imaginations and speculations. And then after that, the Apostle Paul goes on and he talks about what some of those uh, vain imaginations and speculations were. And if we go to 2 Corinthians 10 and down to about verse 9, it says, I do not want to seem as though I am trying to frighten you with my letters. For they say, these are the people that were persecuting and not just outside the church, but inside the church. They say, you notice, I know they say goes to every church I've ever been a part of. They say, when somebody comes to me and say, well, you know, Pastor Keith, they say, I said, I don't know. They say, if they say don't doesn't have a name, I don't want to hear about it. That was one of my rules. When somebody came to me and says, they say, I'm sorry, I don't know. They say, nay, if you're going to repeat something to me, you got to put a name on it or I'm not interested in hearing it. And if you don't know who it came from, you shouldn't be repeating it. They say his letters are weighty and strong, but his bodily presence is weak and his speech is contemptible. Let such people understand what we say by letter when absent. We also do when we are present. You know, there were people that were challenging the Apostle Paul's integrity. They said, well, he's a little guy. You know, he doesn't speak real well. Uh, you know, they were talking about his, his physical shortcomings. I believe this is the thorn in the flesh that he was talking about in 2 Corinthians 12, where he says, you know, persecutions and distresses, uh, insults, uh, speculations, this was the thorn in the flesh that was tempt. It was an irritation to him. Wouldn't it be an irritation to you? Of course. There's things that irritate me. There's things I just like, I wish they'd go away. God, can't, can't this just stop? And God says, you know what, Keith, my, my grace is sufficient. You can handle this. This is part of the Christian life. Those who serve godly and live well will suffer persecution. That's just not a prediction. I think it's a promise. And he's saying to the Apostle Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. The thorn in the flesh was a messenger of the devil. 
an angel of the devil that tried to stop Paul. Now think of the apostle's prayer that he tells us to pray in Ephesians 1, that we that that he prays for the church, or he asks the church to pray for him, that he'll have utterance, that God will grant us utterance. What was the messenger of Satan trying to do? Stop him from uttering, getting him to shut up. You know, that's kind of the root of spiritual warfare. Can I just tell you whatever's going on in your life, the root of it is to get you to shut up, to be silent, to stop praising God, thanking God, stop telling people about Jesus. That's the root of it. When you cry out to God and he says, my grace is sufficient, he's saying, go get him. What is in you is greater than he that is in the world. The messenger of Satan, the thorn in the flesh, was not God's tool to silence the man of God that he had given the revelation to. Let's give the character of God more credit than that. And let's read from the scripture and not put things in there that simply are not there. This is Keith Tusi leadership in context. Don't forget to go to NRP and look at our webpage for upcoming webinar. Today, Keith had a discussion on Paul's thorn in the flesh. God's grace comes to us and feeds us when we are weak. In that weakness, we become strong. It's the attacks that show us how weak we are and make us more dependent on Christ's strengths. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at inourpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at inourpastors. See you next week.